When was the last time that you shit your pants in public? Why is this where you want to start? Shit my pants in public? Yeah, in public. I don't. I don't know. Prob like. There's different levels of shitting your pants. There are different levels of shitting your pants. Yeah, because there's sneaky poos where you sneaky can just. Poos throw away the underwear and move on with your life mm-hmm. but then there's the bad ones yeah the yeah. ones where you gotta i gotta go home yeah yeah you know the the liquid shitties that drip down your legs and into your socks i'm familiar yeah or you're wearing a light pant mm-hmm. and uh, oh yeah it just it just colors like white pants uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah something like that that's why i don't own white pants Trey. i i like the look of white pants yeah, until you shit yourself in public. See, that hasn't happened for me in, in a very Until long you time, add though. brown stains that seep through it. I don't even remember, to answer your question, the last mm. time I shit my pants. Have you ever shit someone else's jorts? No. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely <laughs> take other people's jorts. Why don't, why don't you take other people's jorts more, Trey? It's an enjoyable experience. I don't think that many people... Uh, uh, that I'm around are rocking jorts that a I I dig and b I'd fit into comfortably. Well, that's the point, Trey. You don't have to fit into them comfortably. <laughs> they just have to be there enough so that you can shit in the jorts and then move on with your life. Interesting point. Interesting point. Yeah, I make good points here, Trey. In other news, Florida man calls the police to help um, see if his meth is. Um, uh, authentic mm, to mm. check. How'd that go for him? Well, he ended up in jail. Really? I can't imagine why. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tend to call experts on the meth that I cook. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's more federal agents or bald men with glasses and a goatee that uh, used to teach me chemistry in high school. Hey, hey. That was just me last summer, okay? Yeah, I know. Why'd you, why'd you shave off your neck beard and grow hair back? That's disgusting, Trey. The look you've adopted since since being Trader White is awful. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I need to work on it. I did shave my head when I went crazy for for a little bit there. You did. That's right. You did shave your head. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah. In all honesty, the hair does look a lot better. Oh, yeah. I like seeing you with hair. There's it a, worked for some characters, acting-wise, having mm-hmm. the shaved head, but overall, this is more me. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. It's it's less... I feel like some bald people, and I think, you know, you and I have both shaved our heads before and seen it. We look like thumbs when we're bald. Well, I have really thick hair, too. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to get that bald look. It always just looks like a buzz cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Even when it was still way down there, it was still so dark and thick that it just looked like a buzz cut. I, I never got, I never achieved the bald look. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did for about a day, two days, through uh, in boot camp, your, yeah. your Navy experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Care that to tell fun. the listener about that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I went to, I joined the Navy. Well, so I went to college for a semester and I'm like, damn, this is cool, but I'm a lazy, lazy fucking student. I can't do this and work and pay bills. So I dropped out and I joined the Navy as you do. As you do. Uh, and then I went there and realized, huh, 
this isn't what I want to do with my life. Uh, yeah. And was, uh, you know, in boot camp, I was about a month in, and then mm-hmm. I went through naval separations. Mm-hmm. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were, you were doing fine, like, physically, you and, like, um, intellectually, you were keeping up. Oh, yeah, I mean, you don't... Was, not the right fit like emotionally and yeah yeah and you know to be fair uh no one likes boot camp uh no one likes boot camp in the Mm -hmm. military which um but yeah for me i was like man the next the next four years i don't want to be here under the trump presidency um but uh yeah no i was doing fine i mean i was in you know i was in really good shape at the time Mm -hmm. um and the the division that i was put in we were the the musical division so once every like uh, three groups. So once every like three weeks, right? One of, they choose one division of people that had like choir. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the background music. Um, <laughs> uh, once every like three weeks, they choose the people that had like choir experience and like band experience and stuff, and they get put in a separate division and uh, they like perform at like naval graduations and stuff. And they're like um, theater boy, go over there. Yeah. Well, they asked if you had any choir experience, and in my head, I'm like, oh, I did musical theater. That almost counts. Mm. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I said yes, and then. I I got put in that division, uh, which was better than regular boot camp. Mm-hmm. One, I bet. because most of the people in it were significantly less physically fit than the other divisions. So I was actually one of the like top like five uh, physical people in my division, which Stand is funny because I'm not I'm not anything special <laughs> by any means. But uh, I was like yeah, one of the top ones physically there. And then uh, every Saturday. We uh we got to take a break from actual boot camp for like four hours and just go into a room with this super cool uh, musician and then just sing and fuck around and no drill instructors there. Uh, it was great. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a cute, it was best best break from boot camp. Um, but yeah, no, like a month in, you know, I, I wasn't really feeling it. It wasn't really for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, separated for for depression and put in uh, naval separations, which is something I'd heard about but yeah. like didn't know really what it was i feel like most people don't really know what it is uh yeah well, i don't know how it is in the other branches it a little bit here today yeah uh, yeah and I, I don't know how it is in the other branches i've heard varying things from from different people so i don't know but i know in the, in the navy when i was there basically they take you out of your division and they stick you in this massive fucking room with like 200 beds uh and just like 200 people who are getting separated and they're there for like all sorts of reasons right so like there's people like me, it's like, oh, yeah, you're depressed, you're going. There's people who, like, uh, filled their piss test for, for weed or whatever and were getting separated <laughs> on the first day. Me. There were people there who hadn't had a single day of actual boot camp uh, wow. because they got there, failed their test, their drug test, and then went to separations. Um, wow. Yeah, those those lucky bastards got to keep their hair, too. Um, <laughs> didn't even have their head shaves yet, and they got put in seps. Um but yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, that uh, there was people who assaulted their drill instructor, uh, the actual like crazies who had severe mental problems. Um, yeah, uh, so. people who couldn't swim. Um, there were actually I met a significant amount of uh, African people in there because apparently, so a lot of them will like try and join a branch mm-hmm. uh, to like gain citizenship in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And apparently, from what I've learned from them, they don't really get taught to swim in a lot of places in Africa. Mm-hmm. So there was probably I don't know 15, 20 people from Africa there that just had no idea how to swim, so they failed boot camp, and they were in steps with me, and then they were going to get shipped off back to Africa. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, terrible. The, the whole idea of separations being just where you cram everybody until you decide it's time to let them go. Yeah. Everyone. Yep. Like, 
you've described it as like uh, very similar to what you imagine a prison being. Yeah, well, I was, um, yeah, probably uh, like a little less. We get treated a little more like humans, but yeah. like uh, there were a couple of guys that I was in there with that had been to jail and they were like, yeah, no, this is pretty similar, except instead of like cells, we're all just in a room. Mm-hmm. All of us. We all sleep in the same room. Um, which, yeah, I remember someone telling me that like a couple weeks into SEPs uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, no, I would describe it as like a, a weird fucked up combo of boot camp jail and a mental hospital. Um, but yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you just you just sit there all day, every day. Uh, you wake up at four. You have to eat before all the other divisions because they want you out of there before any of the actual boot camp divisions go to have breakfast. So you wake up at four every day. Um, you eat and then you sit there for like six hours uh, and then you go eat lunch. And then you sit there for like six hours. God. And then you eat dinner. And then you sit there for a few hours. And then you go to bed. So you just, yeah, you just like fuck around and talk to people all day long. Or go work out in a corner. Um, or pace and lose your mind. Um, I prefer the latter. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some some wild stories that happened in there. It was pretty traumatizing right afterwards. Actually, boot camp, yeah. like in comparison, was not bad. Uh, like, it, like it's still boot camp. Like it sucked. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, seps was the thing that actually kind of fucked me up for a while afterwards. Not boot camp. Yeah, I I could I could only imagine just like being forced to participate in that type of environment uh, against your will for that period of time. Yeah, you know the crazy thing uh, there also. So once you get put in seps, you can try and like fight your case, right? Where it's like, oh, no, yeah. I want to stay in. Um, and most most people there don't do that. We're just like, yeah, let's get me the fuck out of here. And you sit there for about four weeks, mm-hmm. uh, four or five weeks, and then you head out. Um, there were people that were trying to fight their case, though. So I knew multiple people who had been there for upwards of six months. Yeah, um, the crazy. longest time that I met, he left like four days into me getting into it. But he had been there for 18 months. Um, and he was still getting kicked out. He, he tried to fight his case the entire time. That's a year and a half. It's a year and a half. That's I insane. could not imagine. I lost my mind after a month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, the the one good thing for him is that you still get paid the full wage of like a recruit in the military, mm-hmm. which isn't a ton. I think it's like it was like seventeen hundred a month or something. Mm-hmm. But he had zero expenses and made seventeen hundred a month for a year and a half. So he, I mean, he walked out with I don't know thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, something like that. Not bad. Yeah, not you know, bad. at least there's there's that to, to balance it out. But still, a year and a half. And he still lost. It's just, yeah, yeah. That's that's cruel. Yeah, that's no, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and then there were a couple of people who were getting court-martialed, so they were also mm-hmm. there for like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Saps was an interesting time. Interesting time that you ended up on a stab list. I did. I ended up on a stab list. Uh, there's this guy, this little, little five-foot fucker uh just crazy dude <laughs> the five foot fucker he will be referred the five to foot as. fucker yeah I, I don't i don't remember his name which is funny i mean it's been you know it's been five his years of this five point. foot fucker. five foot fucker that's his name yeah um and i only ever spoke to him once but uh yeah there was a night where we were just like waiting for bed and then naval security burst in with m16s and we all got against a wall there were people crying think we're about to die and i'm like i don't think they're about to execute us that seems unlikely not yet. um not yet uh <laughs> Yeah, and then they, they, like, searched bunks while we stood there facing a wall, uh, and then they just, like, grabbed this kid and, like, dragged him out, and then we we found out that he had been stealing people's shaving razors and taking the blades out and had made a shank, and somebody else, like, one of the other people in SEPs found a list 
sitting in his bunk of people he was planning on stabbing. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I, uh, I'm glad they caught it. And yeah, I was, I was on the list. I only ever interacted with the the five foot fucker once. Uh, one time, like the couch bit. Right? It was the couch bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so we had two couches in there, mm-hmm. and I was sitting on one talking to uh, another guy, and he like walks up, and like I, I'm not big, right? I'm like five eight, like one sixty, um, but he was like five feet tall, like hundred pounds soaking wet. Yeah, five foot fucker, uh, and just like really skinny and like shrimpy, and he like walked up like all intimidating, like, and then he's just like, "This is my couch." Get off my couch. And I was like, what? No. And um, he says uh, the most, um, like, the, the exact response you'd expect someone who said, you're on my couch yeah. to say. This is my couch. I carved my initials into it. Get the fuck <laughs> off my couch. And he did. He did carve his initials into one of the, it's not, well, he didn't carve it into the couch. He carved it into one of the pillows that was on the couch, which was the funniest part to me about that. So this pillow uh, you've marked your territory on. Yeah, and, and I fucking couch. I, I checked afterwards and found the initials. Had I checked right then, I just would have handed him the pillow. Uh, you know, <laughs> saucy at the time. But uh, no, he said that, and I was like, I, I don't fucking care. Like, I, I'm sitting here. Like, go away. Uh, and then he, like, huffed and walked away. And then two days later, all that happened. You were on that fucking list. On the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, Seth. So glad that's done. His initials were on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you uh, you made it out of there without a scratch for sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so I had a I had a buddy who went through it about a year and a half before I did. Mm-hmm. He like uh, you know he was older a year older than me, and then he went to the navy and came back um, before long before he left. Mm-hmm. And he had told me about Seps, um, and I think it was a lot worse when he went than when I went. Um, because mm-hmm. when he went, he was telling me that multiple people tried to hang themselves while they were there. Um, Jeez. yeah. And like, yeah, he said there were fights every day and I, I saw probably, I don't know, f- three, four fights while I was there. Like mm-hmm. it happened. It was like once a week, like someone would fight and then they'd make us all sit down in the center of the room for like two hours as punishment. Um, the kindergarten technique. It was the kid. That's exactly what we talked about. We weren't allowed to talk to each other. We had to sit crisscross applesauce and just be silent. For sit like two on hours. your hands. No, we could have our hands, um, <laughs> but we weren't allowed to look or speak at each other. Um, but yeah, yeah. So when he went, it was a lot worse, right? But mm-hmm. something funny that he and I have laughed about is there was uh, a petty officer, which a petty officer in the Navy is like a, you know, it, it, at least in the terms of boot camp, is like a drill instructor in the other branches. Yeah, they just um, hate it when other people succeed and they get really salty about it. They're really petty. <laughs> I was about to be like, that's not an accurate description, and then I realized what you're saying. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. That's yeah, good it was try. a pun. I it stole the pun, pun yeah. of the day from. I'm you. glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. Are you? It's it's meant to be shared because I'm ashamed, and and I'm ashamed. God damn it! Put that one right in your lap. You did. You did. Thank you, Trey. Um, but no, no. Uh, there was so petty officers who I guess they don't like or whatever. Petty officers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they stick in seps to watch over them, and they fucking hate their lives. Um. Yeah. Uh, but there was this one petty officer who had been there since my friend Jason was there. A year and a half later, he was still watching it over, and he was a bitter man. He was oh. not a nice person. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, what was it? Petty Officer Wilson, I think? Oh, you're, you're fucking calling him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> petty Officer Wilson. Petty Officer Wilson. We caught you. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll beep that out. 
<laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I just yelled it. I know. I know. That can't be bleeped. Its can. echoes will sound through the halls of uh, of our legacy. I think you drastically underestimate the power of one beep sound in editing software. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I see that. That's why I don't do the editing. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Leave the Door Open, the podcast with... Uh, with uh, Trey Cochaver and Seamus Curly. Wow. Or formerly. You sound so frail. Seaman Recruit Curly. Because that's an actual rank. Seaman <laughs> Seamus. Seaman Seamus. Wow. That could be its own, like, animated. Adult adult animation series. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know something about that. My childhood nickname was Curly Seaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause my name Seamus is spelled like Seamus, so they just adapt. You know, kids. Curly Seaman. Of course, well, yeah. You know, I got crotch shaver instead. Yeah. Coach shaver, crotch shaver. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Which is okay. It's not the best of them. Yeah. Well, Curly Seaman never really bothered me that much. A little, like a little bit as a kid. But mm-hmm. the best part is years and years later when I joined the Navy. My rank was semen curly. Was semen. It came back to haunt me. It really did. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it was like rank first, comma, comma, last name. <laughs> yeah. What else did we, uh, did we get the chance to do last week, Seamus? Oh, yeah. We went and, uh, we went and saw Dane Cook. Yeah. That, yeah. That was such a joy that was, was fucking awesome and unexpected and the whole the whole thing that led us there was mildly sketchy it was it was it was an, it was enough that i was still willing to do it but i was like mm, is this real are we about to get kidnapped yeah yeah it was it was definitely like on the edge it, it to me it felt a lot like the experience of being an extra while mm, being yeah. an audience member at a live taping yeah. um uh so yeah, we we got these free tickets from this online service. Um, it said it was at a secret location, so we went to the meeting place or the check-in point. Got COVID tests, waited around for like an hour, and then they started shuttling people to the secret location where Dane Cook's special was going to be taped. That nobody knew where it was. Yeah, which was which is pretty sketchy because they're like, show up at this location, all right? Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna have you turn off your phones, and then we're gonna bus you to a second location. Which the moment you hear second location, it's like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." but we did it because we have no regard for our safety. Um, Yes, and they were super nice. They they were. It did actually seem once we got there, it felt legit. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I, I was thinking. If we are getting kidnapped, there's also these 50 other people that are getting kidnapped. So we're in this bitch together. Yeah, yeah. We can we can uh, overthrow. What What's it called in uh, in uh, the pirate world when you... Oh, a mutiny? A mutiny. We could mutiny. Hmm, okay. I, if need be. Yeah, I think that suggests that we're under their employee. But I, li- I like the word. I like it. Mm-hmm. Especially being on a bus. Yeah, so, so they took, the bu- they took <laughs> us up there in the shuttle. And we're at the secret location. We walk in, and it turns out we're at Dane Cook's house. Yeah, he was filming his special in his backyard. Which was just such a joy. Um, we were seated in beanbags on his lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a super beautiful view. Yeah, free drinks. Free drinks, uh, some snacks. He performed right on his patio, which was like 
four feet away from us. Yeah, it was, it, we, were, we were pretty much dead center, like second row. So it was right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point during the show, he was making a bunch of puns. Yeah. Seamus was able to throw one out at him. Yeah, they were. He, he was it. kind of encouraging heckling. I usually don't like heckling during shows, uh, but sometimes you know the comedian is clearly welcoming it, and mm-hmm. and he was. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. He made. He was talking about uh, amputee porn. Uh, you know, as as you <laughs> as, do at comedy specials. Um, and yeah, he made a bunch of puns about it, and then uh, he was he was done, and someone was like, "Keep going," and he's like, "Sorry, that's all I got for that," and he like starts to walk away, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, "You just gotta go out on a limb and make more." And then he just like stopped and turned around and started laughing. And he's like, did you just say go out on a limb? That's that's great. I'm going to have to use that. Yep. I might have to give you a fucking writing credit because uh, I'm going to yep. use that in future shows. Exactly. I was like, yes. That was awesome. <laughs> His set was so funny. Yeah, At the end so of it, good. he took questions. Uh, he, he answered one of my questions, which was super dope, about like his favorite other comedians. Um, and... Then at the end of the show, we were on our way out, and we found ourselves a foot away from the stage and two feet away from him, so we just introduced ourselves and got to chat with Dane Cook for a second. He was super nice, and it was just a really cool experience overall. Yeah, it was, and I got to, you know, when we met him, make a second pun about uh, amputee porn, and that one he did not like. He's like, ah, that one doesn't work, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that's fair. You know, I I have a classic 50% success rate if it's that high. As your heart tears apart inside and honestly no i'm just down, like no like that makes sense petals. yeah 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 you gotta you gotta throw it all out there and you know <laughs> a 50 percent, while it's still an f is mm. is succeeding in my book um respect respect yeah yeah so that, so hopefully a pun that i make will be in that Dinka comedy special yeah. we'll see when we uh, whenever it comes out we watch the final cut of it definitely look out for that future dan cook comedy special Yes. Yeah, it'll be good. He yeah, he was fucking fantastic. It was a it was a joyous ride. It was a joyous ride. Just like this podcast is right now. Right now. We've been talking about only comedy today, Trey. Yep. Nothing depressing about the Navy. Nothing depressing at all, listener. Not at all. Listen, listener. Listen. Seamus and I we're not here to entertain you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, I, I really thought there was a follow up. No, yeah, that's yeah. it's just that, a statement. That would have made more sense if there was. That yeah, no, that's sense. that's for sure. No, no, listener. Yeah, we're not here for your entertainment. We're here to satisfy our own egos. Isn't that right, Trey? That's damn right, Seamus. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, with that, now that you know that we're not going to entertain you, let's talk about today's movie. Let's get to our movie of the day. The Adam Project. Leave the door open the podcast with Trey Cochaver and Seamus Curley. Produced by Seamus Curley. See, there we go, Trey. Was that a great comeback? Did you like that? Yeah, it was It was pretty good, but I resisted the temptation, so you didn't really get the satisfaction from it, did you? I mean, I got satisfaction. I mean, I got to have silence in the moments where we're sitting together, which is rare, because usually I'm listening to the sounds being produced from your throat. Not like understanding them. Oh! <laughs> exactly yeah they're not you know even when you when you speak you know how there's a lot of times you're just kind of talking and i'm like walking around doing stuff yeah yeah i'm not listening to you Mm. living in my own world and all the words that you say i mean you could be speaking fucking swahili to me for all i know is that why nothing's been done yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not really doing anything productive. Also, I'm just trying to occupy my brain enough that the words that other people say to me mm-hmm. get just, turned into Swahili. Yeah, just uh, disappear. Yeah. Is that Swahili? Yeah. I really was not expecting you. That's a song. I am so taken off guard right now that I just heard actual Swahili. Uh, <laughs> it was like the most obscure example I could think of in that moment, and and you just you just whipped out some Swahili. I think it's a prayer. Okay. Like a song, but yeah, I learned that in choir in high school. Oh, is that where you acquired those skills? Motherfucker! Thought I had the pun of the day, but that one was that was better. <laughs> Fuck. Well, all right. So today, guys, enough enough about puns and Swahili and the Navy. <laughs> the Adam Project. Spoilers uh, ahead. Yeah, spoilers ahead. Spoiler alert. So this the Adam. Is an alert that there are spoilers coming. Spoilers coming. Spoilers are coming. Yes, it's like the back of a sports car. Um. <laughs> so the Adam Project. Uh, yeah, starring Ryan Reynolds on uh, on Netflix. It was it came out what like two weeks ago? Week ago? Last week? Like yeah. Last yeah, week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's super new, and it, uh, it it's a fun movie. It's yeah, it's enjoyable. Very entertaining. Um, it's it's fun for the whole family. This movie. Uh, you can see it at any age and get something out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, I, yeah, I had a fun time watching it. Um, I'm not like in love with it or anything, but definitely. it's definitely it's it's a fun watch. It's a fun sci-fi action movie. Um, exactly. I think specifically, I love love the first like half to two thirds of the movie. I think it's really really strong. It's funny. It's exciting. Uh, I think the the end, the last like third, uh, it kind of falls apart a little bit. Uh, it's not like awful. Like I wasn't like what the fuck, but like I. I the ending was not quite satisfying. It got a little little too cheesy for me. I definitely agree. And I think that has to do with how they use Catherine Keener's villain. Mm. Uh, I, I, it just wasn't enough for me in the end. Or it was just like too messy. I yeah, I, I think the her, her character was just a little too one-dimensional for me. Uh, which yeah. is funny because there were two of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like I... I I love it um, when villains are relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I think some of the best villains that you ever see are ones where, like, you're like, I get why you're doing what you're doing. Like, I may not, I may not do that myself, but like, I completely understand why you're doing it because mm-hmm. it, it's compelling at that point. You like, you know, they have a drive and a purpose. Like things like, uh, like Black Panther. Yeah. Um, where like the villain, like even though you don't, you generally agree with his methods, most likely, mm. like you get where he's fucking coming from. Exactly. Uh, like it makes sense, and even the main character gets where he's coming from and has uh, has empathy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, her character it was, it was just kind of weak. And I I love Catherine Keener. And oh yeah, she's like, she's a great. She's actress. amazing, and she's been in uh, so many amazing movies, especially uh, her collaborations with uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman and his work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie like like I I felt a little bit of the relatability to her younger self. Yeah, but her older self was super one dimensional and super just like evil for the sake of being evil. It felt like yeah the the de aging also. Whoa, that did not work. Yeah, uh, there was like individual solid. frames when she was like standing still, where I'm like, oh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. But the moment the moment she moved, I'm like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. I I totally saw the same thing. I yeah. got that same vibe, and 
but you know, I, I also think that they did a better job with they did a really good job of casting that young actor who has a similar who's able to keep up with the charisma of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, absolutely. Which is hard to do. It is. Uh yeah, no, that kid killed it. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh like it wasn't there was like individual moments, maybe like four or five I spotted where like you could tell it was like very uh like scripted, blocked out movement. But yeah. like other than that, he did really, really well. Um yeah. That's uh yeah it's a I mean how, he is he twelve in real life yeah yeah nice yeah He's that's in impressive grade. yeah wow yeah 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 I sure fucking couldn't be like that in seventh grade I had I had braces and I was a little fucking weirdo yeah it's hard to it's it's for kid actors you know I don't honestly like a lot of kid actors because it's hard to be good as a kid actor but when it does happen I'm I'm usually blown the fuck away which I was pretty blown away uh, the deeper we got into it. You know, like the more you hear him playing into the Ryan Reynolds dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. And Ryan Reynolds killed it in the, in this movie. Yeah, always. Yeah, he, Ryan Reynolds is always amazing. He conceived the idea. Yeah. Uh, it's this movie was a childhood dream of his that he was able to fulfill. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is like the the king of action comedy right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like he's just he's just such a charismatic, funny human being that uh, even like I feel like a lot of the characters he plays are pretty much himself, you know, just in different circumstances. But it works so well; it's always just so entertaining. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a really interesting businessman. You know, he's got that gin company, Aviation Gin. Mm-hmm. Um, he also um, co-owns a uh, football team with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Rob McElhenney. Uh, Wrexham, AFC. Uh, they just bought a fucking f- football team, and that's that's uh, football as the rest of the world knows it, right? Yes, Not, yes, okay, UK. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're, they're they're on a winning streak right now, yeah, and they're hoping to get back into a Premier League. So that's that's really interesting as well. I also just personally am obsessed with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I love that show <laughs> and those guys as creators. Yeah, definitely. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> on uh on the subject of aviation gin have you ever seen the the video between ryan reynolds and hugh jackman where they like promote each other's uh yeah. drinking companies mm-hmm. it's it's so good that is so i i love just their friendship over yeah. through the media and um an interviewer recently asked uh sean levy the director of um adam project and free guy who was recently um confirmed to be directing uh, Deadpool 3. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, as well. Uh, he was recently asked about if he ever intends on putting Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds in the same movie. And he was like, yes, I will be the Greek god to bring those two <laughs> men together in a film. I will be the one. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that <laughs> interview clip. fucking prophetic, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved the enthusiasm behind that. Yeah, no, that, that'll be great. Yeah, the Deadpool movies were fucking amazing i love that um ryan reynolds played the the deadpool that was in x-men origins which was a really bad version uh not his fault just the the film uh the writing (laughs) yeah yeah it was just a rough uh concept yeah for deadpool yeah there there were parts of that movie i really enjoyed but not Mm -hmm. that part um yeah but yeah the fact that he got to come back and play deadpool and just he is that character he lives it it's amazing yeah he completely embodies it and he's a creative force in those movies as well. 
mm-hmm. like he he does a lot of rewrites and impro- improvisation and you know he it, that was no different in the Adam project yeah and you could you can tell his signature flair on things yeah and, absolutely and his sense of humor is just interwoven in the project yeah yeah you can tell yeah his his sense of humor is just is like central to that um, and I think. Yeah, just uh, again back to the kid. He was so he was able to match that so well, um, and like have the uh, like the big mouth of Ryan Reynolds um, mm-hmm. as a as a twelve year old small kid. <laughs> yeah, and apparently like the kid is just like a huge Deadpool fan. Yeah, so I saw a video of him just like reciting quote. the monologue. Yeah, <laughs> which is adorable. <laughs> yeah, watching watching kids swear is really funny and i don't know why it's just a really hilarious thing to witness no i feel slightly uncomfortable but like the funny uncomfortable yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah no it um i zoe saldana was awesome in the movie as well yeah Um, she she was very strong in the small ish part she had yeah i mean she only really had like two scenes yeah um yeah two or three uh i think but like yeah she was wonderful in them and she's Um, always really good in action sequences like the blending of her and her double like always gets me and convinces yeah. me yeah yeah i uh i was gonna say oh mark ruffalo also mm-hmm. was yeah he, he killed it he's um, great in everything yeah he was uh he was fantastic and i am suddenly blanking on her name but uh uh main guy's mom um oh jennifer the act- garner jennifer garner i should have mm-hmm. known i was like this Wonderful is someone actors. that i've known mm-hmm. from movies my whole life i really should know this um <laughs> definitely yeah, she was great. I think like one thing that I I noticed that I was really impressed with um, was uh, like you see her as like older after having lost her husband first, mm-hmm. um, and then it goes back in time a few years, and you see her when she's younger and still much more full of life. And yeah. like, it's such a subtle shift, but so clear and like so well executed. Like, there's that just it's like sad. Yeah, it is. It is because you can just feel this tiredness from the, the slightly older her and this like spunk and energy from the younger her before she loses her husband. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it was just very well performed. I loved all of the acting all around. Yeah, definitely. And you know, d- did you kind of get, cause yesterday before you watched it, I was like, kind of reminds me of Dax Shepard's part in Zathura. Yeah, it was okay. So it's been, you mentioned that. And like, I do vaguely remember that it's been so long mm-hmm. since I've seen that. I don't know if my brain can have an accurate, like I was a little kid when I watched that last. That's fair. It it, it's, it holds up. Okay. Weirdly, it does. It's, it's a good movie. But, you know, just the idea of the older self facing the younger self and having to work through this thing together to get everything right. Yeah. Um, And also just like the emotional implications with um, the guilt that the older self feels Mm -hmm. about how he was as a kid. Yeah. And then realizing you're not that bad. Yeah. That that's like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like everybody struggles with that because you know, our brains aren't developed. So it almost is, is it as if we have less control Mm -hmm. at younger ages and, we can hold that against ourselves or we can be like really face it and be like, Oh, you were a kid. That's yeah. not that bad. you just don't know. Yeah. It's uh, I, I did really enjoy the sequence where like Ryan Reynolds was like going off about how like his dad, like wasn't ever there and all this. And then the kid was like, I feel like I'm remembering things that you aren't like, you don't remember what it's like to be me because like 
and every he would come home from work and no matter how tired he was he'd always like go outside and play catch and talk to me like mm-hmm. like he did care um and i think a lot of people don't remember a ton before like age 12 like mm-hmm. you have like bits and pieces but like it's all distorted like you don't remember yeah. clearly for the most part um in fact i feel like a lot of my memories before 12 are not my actual memories but it's me remembering remembering them so like you know yeah. i i remember being 15 and remembering things from when i was eight and that's what those memories are to me mm, um i feel and yes yeah, so i think it's easy like he lost his dad when you know i think he would have been like 10 or so um mm. and it would be really easy to distort that in your brain like out of like being upset that he's he's de- like he's dead and he's gone and almost blaming him for not being there and yeah. sort of that distorting the good memories too over time yeah yeah especially because of the implications that his father had on the future in this specific world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a scene that I thought was going to be super cheesy that I thought I wasn't going to like, but I was like, okay, they kind of did that. Well, was the, the three of them playing catch at the end. Okay. Yeah. I thought that one was really cheesy. Yeah. I thought it was cheesy, but it was like something about it being all three of them. Like there was there was a moment where I was like, this is cheesy, but it works for me. Yeah, I survived I, it. <laughs> it worked for me just in that I was happy to have a happy ending. Yeah, I I thought it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't love that. Um, l- like I kind of said earlier, I the last third of the movie, um, I think too got a little bit. too too cliche for me. Yeah. Um, and like you know, based off what you're saying that like it was Ryan Reynolds like childhood dream and everything, mm-hmm. I can I could see that it's you know it's a, there's a lot of nostalgia in it oh, that, that whole last part is about nostalgia and like you know embracing old memories and stuff that's yeah it almost works it almost works you know it's interesting because this movie almost feels like a marvel movie yeah yeah and the style and everything yeah like in a lot of ways like this feels straight out of a marvel movie and which makes it make all the more sense that sean levy was immediately tapped to yeah. direct the marvel the mcu debut of deadpool essentially for yeah Deadpool three yeah that that makes sense um yeah no i uh no it was good it, it did feel like a marvel movie at times uh i love the whole lightsaber bit um yeah and uh, i love when the kid like tries to use the lightsaber at the end and ha- almost has like a really badass moment just immediately gets smacked down it's like yeah it makes total sense he did have one badass like superhero land yeah and then immediately got knocked on his yeah. ass yeah <laughs> yeah i think um yeah that like last section there were so many plot holes uh like mm-hmm. the whole i remember the one thing i was sitting there i'm like what uh the whole like magnetic field that was like sucking all the metal right mm. but it only sucked the the metal at the time where it was convenient to the plot yeah so like at first it sucks like almost every metal thing they're holding but then it completely doesn't do anything at all to like the lightsaber or like the gun uh until just randomly it does happen then it like but it, it'll take the buttons off his shirt uh yeah but then yeah, yeah like, it doesn't take lightsaber and then quite pick and choose yeah like two like minutes later into a fight suddenly it attracts that and then they have this gun that doesn't somehow it's like the only metal thing that hasn't been shot onto this like electromagnetic field mm-hmm. they fire it and then it sucks the bullet through yeah, the in bullet, midair yeah but it did nothing to the bullet while it was in the gun uh, but yeah i remember watching that and i'm like ah that makes no fucking sense yeah <laughs> yeah the, the suspense of disbelief was broken in that moment yeah and i was i was curious um 
So you know how they, they were like, so they were changing time, right? And he was trying to prevent time travel from ever being invented. And in, it seemed like they did. They accomplished that. Yes. But then at the end, because he was saying that he had met his wife in the academy and they were worried that they wouldn't actually meet if they changed the future. Mm-hmm. It shows them meeting at the academy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wait, what? Is this him like returning to his own time? And like time travel still exists? Or is it a no. different world where time travel does still exist or doesn't? I don't I know. I think it has to do, remember how she talks about the echo? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what that scene is, is like neither of them remember anything. This is the future selves, but they don't have the memories from what they'd experienced throughout the whole movie. But there's an echo of feeling. True. Uh, yeah, no, and I get that. I mm-hmm. get that. Um, but are they at the, the academy to study like time travel and everything? Well, maybe it's like the same academy, but just it's not time travel. It's studying something different. Yeah, like, maybe maybe it's just like the Air Force or something. Yeah, and that that could be. I yeah, but they should have made that more clear. Is what is yeah the yeah I agree. And th- yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm saying. Is is like it? I mean, it, it was cute to see them meet again. They had an adorable relationship, but mm-hmm. it didn't. Yeah, it didn't quite make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely could have made yeah. the, the difference in that meeting more clear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. But no, overall, yeah, it was it was definitely a fun watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would recommend it, especially for families. Um, it's uh, the right amount of fun, funny, and emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and I think it can it can definitely appeal to like a wide age range of people because um, it you know it deals a lot with like being an older adult and sort of blaming your parents for things, mm-hmm. and but also regretting how you treated them. Uh, and then also as a kid, you know, getting to see what you could become and and seeing the future and everything. It's yeah, it's and also uh, your effect on the world while you're in it. Yeah, That's absolutely. Marco character. Uh, yeah, a lot of great messages from this movie. It's a it's a very heartwarming one. Yeah, and um, I believe it's available now on Netflix. So definitely make sure and go and check that out. You believe we watched it on Netflix. just took me a second to remember which streaming (laughs) service um for more info on leave the door open visit us on instagram at leave the door underscore pod and tiktok at leave the door underscore and twitter at leave the door pod leave the door open the podcast is now available wherever you find your podcasts that's right you can now find us on spotify apple podcasts amazon music and google play however if you don't have access to any of those you may still be in luck The first five episodes are available now on SoundCloud. And while you're at it, go ahead and like, share, rate, and review your favorite episode of the show. And with that, thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Wow. You are me. You sound just like me. I know I sound just like you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye guys. I'm drunk. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!